Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've just hit the big number. Well, we haven't yet. But <laughs> oh, you're getting ahead of yourself. By the time this goes out, <laughs> I think we're about to. It's going to happen. Yeah, guys, we're going to get one million. What's is there a qualifier? Uh, Unique download uh, or what? Um, uh, oh, mm, just, mm. Oh, just, 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 wow. just say downloads with an asterisk. Next yeah, to it. we've got. We're about to hit one million downloads asterisk for Podiots. <laughs> Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, everyone, for listening and downloading. What are you going to do now that we're millionaires? Uh, I'm going to go to the aquatic center, steal a sea mammal, and call him Millie Mm. Ray Walrus. (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. Long overdue as well. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, I'm going to take that. I'm going to put that on a piece of paper, go to Snappy's Tomato Pizza, and see if that qualifies me for anything. I mean, I'll, I'll include a link to the YouTube video. It worked for um, the neighbor's cat, so I think it'll work for them. Yeah. Wow, them yes. with all the work we've done for them. I've emailed them before. They don't reply to their emails. Bastards. Everyone's giving a ring on there. That's what oh. separates them from the neighbor's cat. He at least answers his email. <laughs> he does. The neighbor's cat does have an active email address. Um, let's see. Snappy's Snappy Tomato Pizza. I'm just wondering if... Because obviously there's a number of phone numbers for Snappy Tomato Pizza, but they're just the local chain. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they have a head office that yeah. I can call. Contact us. Let's Ooh. see. Contacting your store. No. Customer care. Mm. Yeah. Let's see. No. Doesn't look like it. Contact us. Messages are sent to Snappy's customer service team at head office. Can I call head office? They don't answer. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't really want to know us. That's what the Snappy's head office looks like. I think everyone dresses up in the suit. Just a big big square building. (laughs) (laughs) It used to be round. No, we need a USP. It's so sad. You look at this map. There there isn't a Snappy's tomato pizza north of uh, Wolverhampton. It's quite sad. There's just this massive expanse, and then there's... Where is it? Where are you? I know there's one up. There's there's one in what's it called? Elgin, right? Scotland. And then there's one in Aberdeen, and there's one in West Hill. I think I'm going to make a pilgrimage to Aberdeen. Yeah, it's probably the closest I am to a Snappies. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, it's probably yeah closer than Bristol. Well, Aberdeen, I don't know. You'd have to look at the map. Yeah, it's probably closer. Um, oh, it's about equidistant. If they don't have a head office, we can mm. just take to Google Maps and just pick any old building, change <laughs> it to 
Feldhoyer's <laughs> Snappy's Pizza HQ Meat Face. Podiots. Snappy's yeah. Meat Face. Should we do that right now? <laughs> sure. Yes, let's, let's pick a fuck me. Google Maps. Uh, let's. Should we rename the one in Bristol? Oh my god! <laughs> as the HQ, yeah. As the yeah. <laughs> as the Podiots yeah. Snappy's. Square Pizza Emporium. Meat Facery. Square Pizzery. Pe- 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 yeah. Square pe- pizza. I don't know. <laughs> there's, oh, there's a Snappy Snaps. In, oh, uh, yeah. In Bristol's. In Bristol's. <laughs> Bristol's. Uh, let's see. So how do I edit this? Suggest oh, an edit. a while. Suggest an edit. Okay. There we go. Change name or other details. Oh, no, not Snappies. <laughs> Change the snappies? category to meat products. Uh yeah, I, it's already on. It's already on pizza delivery, which is correct. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, located within Podiots. <laughs> oh no, this is going to lead to a police investigation at some it point. Opening <laughs> yeah. date, sixth uh, of two thousand and nine, sixty nice, nine. Nice, yeah. very nice. Um. Oh, we could add photos. I could add a photo of uh, can Mikey. Can you grab the still of Peter and I holding hands? In Already front of on it. <laughs> okay, you. Can you send it to Discord and I'll put that on there. So it's Snappy Tomato Pizza hyphen Bristol, and then I'm just going to add the suffix hyphen Podiat's Feld <laughs> Hoyers. It's Feldhus, isn't it? H e u s. U e s. Yeah. U e s. Uh, yeah, I think so. You got to make sure I spell this right. Oh, that's very I important. Think. Meat facery. Okay. Oh, I said meat facery, and my <laughs> Siri woke up. <laughs> hey Siri. <Huh? laughs> yeah, facery sounds like I'm saying hey Siri. No, stop. <laughs> Adding meat face to your shopping. List. Before you know it, you've accidentally bought a franchise. <laughs> I've just looked on the uh, website, actually, and they have all the information about starting a franchise right on there. Um, yeah, oh, they do. You do can that? just do it. Can we just yeah. start a Snappy's Yeah, if we have enough... Show. That's what I'm going to do with my million. Yeah, right. we go. <laughs> There's the photo. Thank oh, you. Right, brilliant. save image. Oh, God. <laughs> Unable to preview. What? Open original. Let's do that. Uh, save image to pictures. We're Unknown just... one. For just as Add. little as ten thousand pounds, we could own a Snappies. That's that's insane. That seems pretty reasonable, actually. It does, yeah. You'd have to consider labour and everything else. Yeah. Oh, that's a your menu photo has been added. No, oh, no, no, because further up it says add menu photos, and further down it says place photos. So that's not <laughs> correct, Google. That's bad. Finishing photo upload. People okay. who are googling what to order from Snappies will now see you and me holding hands outside <laughs> as an official photo uploaded by the owner of the business. I, I have now submitted it. As we know, this can take some time. Mm. Uh, and sometimes it's not approved. I, I have. Oh, well, the photo's up at least. Is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. On... Is it already? <laughs> that looks so good. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> wow. Where does it... How are you seeing that? I can't see that. I've just got um, it open on Google. I refreshed and it's just in photos latest today. Is, um, Google Maps. Uh, hang on, I need to see oh this now. Oh, God. That's, that's, it's perfect. It's so good. Bristol. See your new badge. You earned it by adding photos in <laughs> places. I just got a phone <laughs> notification. It's on latest today if you scroll down to... 
God, this is awful. I feel sick. <laughs> uh, latest to the day. Where... I've never seen the inside. I didn't know they had turf on the walls and that they did um, bow buns. That's do they? <laughs> I think they may have the wrong picture. Right, that cannot be ours. Get it? Oh dear, that's not as snappy as I know. It's not dirty enough. Actually, it is pretty dirty, that picture. <laughs> the floor's not too appealing. Oh, God. Well, we'll have to check in on that as the podcast proceeds, just in case. Because it got approved really fast that one time we did it before, didn't it? So yeah. it may well be that we come back later on and it's all it's all done. We should yeah. probably get on with the podcast. Yeah, we probably, that was yes. uh, a long old intro, but I think a productive one. Well done, yeah. everybody. We accomplished well a lot today. Hmm. Proud of us. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podiots, the official, official. Vidiots Vidiots. Podcast. podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three us, where everybody brings a, a thing, thing a lot to talk, to talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Hey, guys. Hey, that, that felt like a, to me, that felt like a really unsynced uh, thing along. To talk oh, especially yeah, that was that really was bad. Difficult. That one. Mm. Oh dear. Uh, how are you guys dealing with the weather? I know it's been particularly hot. Actually, it's UK been recently. all right. I mean, Mikey's probably had it worse than you and me, but yeah, yeah. Been noticeably mild the last couple of days. I know I lost my hat in the wind earlier. That was a, that was nightmarish. Oh no. What what happened? Just the wind. How did you get? Like, tell well, me the story. You uh, nearly lost it. I was walking, walking home, hands filled with bags of plenty. So I was yeah. unable to uh, to panic. I felt the gush of wind go under my hand in my head and slightly lift my hat. And as it tried to escape, I panicked, dropped a bag, slapped it back on my head, and turned it round backwards. So I looked like a Pokemon trainer, and that helps oh, with nice. the wind resistance. Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you managed to keep it. Thank you. I, I love that hat. It's a good hat. <laughs> that's that's my day. That's how I'm that's dealing it. with the weather. That's, that's a real story. Thank you, Michael. That's good. Why I do you make me go on about nearly losing a hat? Where's it going to go, Ben? I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm being sincere. I enjoyed that. Oh, thank I've you. I've got nothing to say. I'm relying on you. <laughs> God, please. I've got nothing after that. That was my one story this week. I've already done my thing. <laughs> well, never mind. Uh, this is our conversational podcast, is it not, Ben? It, it, is. it is. It is indeed, yeah. And uh, we, we take questions from you. We all bring a thing along. Mm. And uh, we're also supported by donations. And you can support us and donate by going to streamlabs.com forward slash donations. If you donate £3 or more, you get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show and you join Pod Squad. Mike, are you going to kick us off? Absolutely. We begin with Dildo Shaggins. Can't shack it. Caroline, the fish are dead. Oh, bless. oh no. Bring a bucket. And a mop for this. Wet ass blobby. Thank you for the triple whammy there. Beautiful. Excellent. <laughs> Steven Scudez, pro trainer. And did you eat those plops? Yes, sir. Yes, we did. Uh, also, Kevin from Con. Mr. Blobby becomes an MP. Mr. Black. Fuck you, Freddie Webber. Sorry, Freddie Webber. Mr. Macca. Serpent... Serpentico. Serpentico is 
in my boy stable. What's a Pentaco, Ben? Is it a wrestle thing? That's a wrestle thing, yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, Don Echo 7, Prince Beefcakes, and Ken Allen, Mr. Fatty team up when? <laughs> in the afterlife. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, finally, we have Caroline for Meat Facery CEO. Uh, donate early to get fast crew. Nice. Your mama so fat. Finish, please. Oh, God. Being witty is hard, so boobs. Mr. Blobby marries Caroline. Caroline Blobby get divorced. <laughs> Shouldn't donate pissed. One-on-one with the piss taker and Gemma the stove. Nice. And that is your pod squad for this week. Thank you so much, everybody. Remember, streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Uh, Mikey? Are you question boy? I'm oh, question boy. You're oh. question boy, Peter. Did God, you give me a heart attack there? I was like, oh no, I'm not prepared. <laughs> Uh, I've got questions. I've actually got too many questions, and at some point throughout the podcast, I will have to delete one or two of them. But I will pick one now um, to get us going. Uh, how about um, do you? This is a nice one to start. Do you have a mm-hmm. physical happy place, like an actual place you like to visit and you feel happy? I was born and raised in in Chicago for the first twelve years of my life, and we moved to a small town not far from it. Comma close. Now I'm 32, and going back puts a smile on my face. Kay, love you, bye. That was from Paul at PaulZaremba16 on Twitter. Mm. That's a nice question. Do you guys have a a happy place you like to go, a physical one that you actually like to visit? It doesn't have to be exotic. It could be just, you know, the local park or... Snappies. 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 (laughs) Snappies. There's a happy Um, place. Yeah. I've got one. Yeah. Uh, I think my my grandparents' house mm. that they've always lived in for as long as I've been alive and uh, the, the the place is being sold this year potentially. Uh. So I'm going to have to go on one last pilgrimage all the way down south to go and see it for the last time, but they've got a big old garden and we used to, you know, we 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 grew up there visiting all my cousins and stuff and playing in the garden and making dens. In the stinging nettles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Proper Enid Blyton shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, told that we can't play on our Game Boys because we've been doing that all day. And then being told we need to go outside and then sneaking outside with our Game Boys and hiding oh, and playing in Pokemon. In the nettles. In the nettles. <laughs> in our nettle den. Uh, so, yeah, prob- probably there. My, my grandparents' house. That's my answer exactly, Ben, as well. Like they, my, my grandparents. Your grandparents' <laughs> house in your nettle den. Um, I, uh, I'm a couple of years ahead of you on that, uh, that adventure, that narrative, in that my grandparents did sell their house that they lived in for oh. 50 years, um, a few years back. But it's still... Like, just even just the area, like, going... Because it, it was kind of out in the country, so even if I go on, like... In you know in, in in the fields around their house and on the footpaths and stuff, it's still close enough that it still makes me feel, you know. I guess obviously there's like a nostalgic thing to it, but it's not even that. It is just like you can kind of you can kind of just breathe somewhere like that. I think you kind of forget yeah. about what's what's troubling you in your day to day life. And uh, as much as we played in the garden and in the house, we. You know, we played in all the fields around there anyway. So, yeah, even though they've sold the place, it's nice to still just go to the area. Um, yeah, but yeah we, we did the same thing. We used to build dens and 
climb trees and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Hmm. I feel stupid saying mine now. But, um, <laughs> Snappies. The sink where you had that Dettol bath. <laughs> ah, the smell, it takes me back. <laughs> I still climb in sometimes. <laughs> Just to remind me of the good old days. Um, my mine's a little route from my parents' house to the local Morrison's, which oh, sounds okay. sounds silly, but the route would take you through like the nice little village where I grew up. Mm-hmm. It's all lovely and quaint. It's just never really changed over the last twenty odd years. Um, then you go through a nice little park surrounded by fields, and you emerge from the park. And you're greeted by the entire coastline of Sunderland. And it's a little walk up to Morrison's, which is a good little end point. It's just, it's just a walk I've done many, many a time. It's very nice. It's very quiet. That's always the thing that freaks me out about it. Going from Bristol to home is like, God, it's it's weirdly quiet here. Mm-hmm. Except for the sound mm. of waves and seagulls. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. lovely. Oh, isn't that nice? Yes, <laughs> Well, that's a nice way to start the podcast. Uh, I can really sort of try and bring us down slightly with my thing, if you like. Peter, oh, yes, please. Yeah. If anything, I feel too happy right now. Mm. Could you emotionally devastate me? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I've got a story here from the Daily Mirror um, that I just thought it sort of made me laugh, even though it shouldn't have done. Uh, so I thought I'd bring it along and share it with you guys. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not. It's not. There's not like much, of, even of a, a kind of a twist to it or a, an interesting thing. But uh, it's just. Well, I'll read you the headline: Teacher leaves student in tears after she realizes dog didn't go to live on a farm. Oh no. <laughs> A computer science teacher has taken to Reddit to explain how she accidentally made her student realise her dog didn't actually go live on a farm and her parents just used it as an excuse after having the dog put down. This is written by Paige Freshwater. Oh, nice. Excellent name. Um, So Paige says the following. A teacher caused her student to burst into tears after realising her parents didn't actually send her dog to live on a farm. The computer science teacher was taking a class of 10 to 11-year-olds when she changed up her lesson plan, stating her original idea went to live on a farm. Wondering why she used this phrase, one girl named Chloe told her teacher that her terrier was sent to Wisconsin to help out a farmer with his day-to-day work. But without missing a beat, her friend Lina quickly put her right. Oh, so it wasn't even the teacher, oh, it was Lina. a student. Yeah, oh. so that's that's a summary of it. Now, of course, in the interest of padding out the article, they basically <laughs> rehash the story, but uh, it's it's a bit more interesting with detail, I think. So speaking to Reddit, the American teacher said, We spent about a week working with a piece of software that had been problematic for us from the start. Lots of weird server hang-ups and failed updates. Now I've got to scroll past four ads, uh, all of them dog-related. Um The algorithm is doing its work. Okay, so um, questioning the change, Chloe asked the teacher, wait, this isn't that other software. Why aren't we going to do that anymore? Uh, To which the teacher responded, no, that project went to live on a farm in Wisconsin. We're doing something new now. Chloe followed up with, before we moved, my dog went to live on a farm in Wisconsin. Is that the, the the American variation then that they go to Wisconsin specifically? In Wisconsin specifically, yeah, seemingly. Yeah. Um, hmm. Explaining how Chloe can quickly lose interest in what she is working on, she said. The teacher said, 
Chloe is one of the sweetest kids I've taught. She's always bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, a talented artist who has a lot of compassion for the people around her. She's also a massive space cadet who needs to be constant, constantly brought back on track with whatever is happening around her. And when describing her friend, who she sits next to in class, she added, Lina is blisteringly intelligent and well accomplished for her age, with a sense of importance that goes along with being a semi-prodigy at age 10. Oh, I don't know why. All these words that make me feel like this is like a slight, a slighted hand way of saying the child's a bit of a twat. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> surely she's not, not using the in- real names, right? As well. Well, I hope so. Yeah, oh, uh, Linda's clearly not that intelligent. If you didn't realise that maybe the girl sitting next to her was, you know, blissfully unaware of what happened. Um, but the the quote continues by the teacher, still talking about Linda. She became a Karen in utero, comes from a mighty line of Karens, and she'll one day walk among them as their queen. Jesus. Wow. I mean, even if you feel like that, that's that's like, it's not going to be hard to, now it's gone viral for her to be tracked down, like the, the teacher's real identity. Yeah. Yeah, because for that, sure. Because the parent will know if their child comes home from you know school very upset because they worked out that their dog is actually yeah. dead yeah uh, this god. is yeah god this is they get fired for this uh-huh. after overhearing chloe explain how her dog is now living on a farm Lina didn't spare a moment to set her straight saying parents say that when your dog dies your dog is dead chloe oh with that wow. chloe friend. <laughs> chloe burst into tears in the middle of class the teacher added I felt so bad that I meet that I emailed mom to give her a heads up that she might have a sad kid on her hands after school. Her mum replied that the dog was a little terrier and not very well trained. It bolted from her car in a parking lot after she'd taken it for a pre-travel vaccination. It was hit by another car and died on the spot. Oh they, my god. <laughs> they're going to tell her a slightly less graphic version of the story, says the teacher. Uh, While most users shared a thought for Chloe, others couldn't help but laugh at the teacher's unfortunate situation. One user said, I feel bad for laughing, but I'm just imagining the faces of 30 kids being crushed at once. (laughs) Another user added, When I was about 10, my grandparents moved to a different state. They told my siblings that I, uh, my siblings and I, that their dog, Queenie, went to live at a farm. Well into my teen years, I asked my grandma to clarify. I point-blank asked her if they put the dog down. She got offended and told me the dog went to live with some friends from their church. It was awkward. Uh, A third user said, My grandparents who live on a lovely farm in Canada once adopted their friend's elderly dog when they couldn't take care of her anymore. She lived a few more years getting showered with love, running around free and going on outdoor adventures. I wonder how it would sound when their friends describe what happened, especially if they have kids, (laughs) since the fantasy was true here. That's the end of the article. Um, This happened to my brother, actually, when we were like... So we had a dog when I was... I think maybe seven or eight, and uh, she bit a couple of people. She was really protective of me and my siblings. I have a a younger sister, so my sister was probably only like maybe five or something, and the dog was apparently a bit protective only when the kids were around. Um, And she bit... um, The woman over over the road had a cleaner, and she bit the cleaner once, and then she bit the postman on a separate occasion. And at that point, I think my parents thought, we can't have this dog biting people. 
Uh, so they told us it went to live on a farm. Uh, we lived in the middle of the countryside, so that seemed a bit far-fetched. But I think at the time I believed it. And then, you know, I eventually realized over time the dog was not sent to live on a farm. But, mm-hmm. uh, like, years later, when I was probably like... I think my brother must have been about 15 or something like that. Um, and I think one of us said in passing when uh, we were with my uncle... I said something like, "Oh yeah, like like when Molly um, Molly got put down, didn't she? Uh, you know, oh, she got put down because she bit people." And my brother went, "What? No, she didn't. She got sent to live on a farm because she'd been biting people, and they had to like to get her." And then my uncle went, "No, she didn't. She got put down, and it's just really brutal. Just just tore that that plaster right off." Jesus. Oh, yes. It just reminded so, me of one of my early pets' death. Um, I had two fish, fittingly called Dick and Dom. Say, <laughs> <laughs> why have we never heard about Dick and Dom? Oh, I, I just remembered them at this moment, but I, I don't know if this. I oh can't. It was quite a while ago, so I can't quite remember. <laughs> but I think this was my first encounter with pet death. My parents were very upfront about it and just said, "Oh, look, either Dick or Dom is dead." <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I, for some reason, decided to keep that fish in a little tin <laughs> rather oh, than dispose of it. Michael. And I think it lasted in that tin for about two days before it got really smelly and I flushed yeah. it down the toilet. Um, so that was my, my the wonderful send-off to, let's just say Dick. It was Dick that got flushed. <sighs> Dick oh. and Dom in, in the toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah. Very good. <laughs> it's it's very tricky, though, around kids like turns of turn of phrases and and things that as an adult it's absolutely fine but it can there's mishaps are very easy uh yeah they, help, that teacher was just saying it as a yeah yeah a, euphemism to coin yeah, a phrase for, yeah yeah i once helped out at a like a, a beavers mm-hmm. for the, in uh that's part of scouts uh in the uk i don't know if it's different in other countries but beavers is you know very young children are in beavers yeah. and then it's cubs and then it's scouts and i once helped out and looked after the the beavers one like beaver session which sounds filthy <laughs> yeah it does doesn't it <laughs> and uh we were running around like in the park connected to the scout hut and there was i can't remember the what caused me to say this but i was with one of the one of the children and i said something like, ah, oh, you know, well, we're all, <laughs> it sounds, there's no way I can say this where it's going to sound good, right? <laughs> but I promise that there was important context that made it okay, yeah. like that made it make a bit more sense. And that was that, hey, you know, we're all going to be eaten by worms anyway. <laughs> and this kid was like, what? And then I realized, ah, he doesn't know what death is yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe they just stopped the conversation here, and I said, like, "Oh, it doesn't matter," and then just moved on. And he, was, and he just, you know, went about his day, happy as Larry. But it's so easy to do, yeah. Some, something oh. just that you do not think about at all. And mm. uh, that's it's quite a foundational moment, isn't it? That's like a big shift in who you are as a person. Yeah, <laughs> you just he doesn't know what happens when people die. On. Yeah, oh, God, I, uh, I have many uncles which is why a lot of my anecdotes begin with my uncle did this it's not always the same uncle i'm afraid that would be really Aww. exciting if it was but i've got one uncle who's um really just i don't know he's a bit away with the fairies i don't mean that in a medical sense like i'm not trying to just be rude about a guy with issues but he's just kind of accident prone and kind of i don't know he's just a, he's a silly man really and um 
we were away on holiday once when I was like seven or something and we had some goldfish and uh, we asked if he would just nip around and feed the fish because we were away for like a week and a half or two weeks. So um, as a kind of a shortcut, what he did was the first time he went there, uh, he went through the front door and he went all the way through the house and up the stairs to where the fish were. And so what he decided to do was to bring the fish tank downstairs and put it like by the near the front door so he could just quickly nip in every day, put the fish food in so he didn't have to keep going all the way up through the house. A bit lazy maybe, but anyway, he did that. What he didn't realize was that he had put them on a windowsill that was right above a radiator. Um, oh, and it being the middle of winter, we had the heating going on for like an hour a day to keep the pipes moving. So the fish died. Um, they were sort of boiled to death. Or maybe the sun got them. I don't know if maybe they got really hot in the direct sunlight. Probably not, but I don't know. They died. Um, and weirdly, I don't know what his plan was here, but I swear this is, this is what he did. I, I can't begin to imagine what why, but I think maybe what he'd done was he flushed them down the toilet because he was like, oh, well, they're dead. And then he probably thought, oh, no, the kids might be really sad that they didn't at least get to say goodbye to the fish. So what he did was he got a vegetable peeler, like a carrot peeler or potato peeler, and he put th- three peelings of carrot in the bottom of the fish tank. <laughs> What the fuck? What? As though they were dead fish. So he wasn't trying to save us from the from the the mortality of, of the of the issue. He just thought you'd like to see them. He just thought we'd want to see them and, and not realise that it was slices of carrot in there. And we did my sister, who as I say is younger than me and was probably five years old, came through the door and said, There's carrot on the, in in the fish tank. Where are the fish? I don't know what the plan was. I really don't understand the logic there, but that that's did quite happen. In, that's quite ingenious, though. I kind of respect it because it's very <laughs> out there. But Jesus Christ, yeah, what was the trail of thought there? Yeah, <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> Jesus. When, when fish get very old, they turn to carrots. Yes, they do. That's where carrots come from. Yeah. All the dead fish. Yeah. Um, on the Thank subject you for your of, thing, Peter. You're very welcome. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope we're all sufficiently brought down now by the mm. talk of dead pets. Um, <laughs> on the subject of animals, I've got a question here from Callum Story, at Callum Story one on Twitter, who says, if you had to be killed by an animal, which would you choose? <laughs> oh, I guess you go for efficiency or flair. That's the, the main crux. Yeah, would you want to at least go down in a blaze of glory and maybe be sort of famous? Or, you know, have, have news stories written about you? Or would you just want something that's going to kill you instantly? Mm. Um, maybe a famous animal. Maybe like a Ooh. famous kind of harmless animal. Um, yeah. Just to like shock the world. That, that could be fun. Or may, maybe Ken Allen. I'd like to be killed by Ken Allen. <laughs> Ken Allen. Yeah, what a way to go. <laughs> you got in his way during an escape and he, he doesn't take any Stabbed prisoners you. at that point. Shipped yeah. you on the way out. <laughs> Uh, Please post for a photo beforehand. Yeah, yes, <laughs> as it's happening. Uh, for context, Ken Allen is from the previous episode of Body. It's, if you've not listened, go listen. What was the name of that dog that got killed and uh, abducted by the psycho seagull? Oh. oh God, I always forget this dog. Oh, oh. Um, oh it was something cute. Oh, what was it called? 
Come on, where is Giz- it? Gizmo? Was Gizmo, it? Gizmo. Gizmo. That's yeah. the one. I yeah. want to be killed by Gizmo <laughs> because then we can totally change the narrative. And uh, the seagull is the hero who took mm-hmm. out the murderer. Oh, Gizmo. I like it. Yeah. I was, I like I, it. I, yeah. Or maybe he, the seagull drops Gizmo onto you and it's. <laughs> Gizmo's used as a murder weapon. Or, if you were killed by the Psycho Seagull, which I guess canonically is also the one that um, abused Dave Benson Phillips, if the Psycho Seagull ate you, it could Mm. shit and vomit you all over Dave Benson Phillips' car, which is an interesting way to go. Yeah, it could. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, the circle of life continues. You could be liquefied and uh, just left all over Dave's car. He wanted to be left out of it, and now we're left all over him. Yeah. I think purely just to feed headlines for news articles across the world, I want to be murdered by a crow. Um, a crow. They, they, a murder they are, of crows? Or? A murder yeah. of crows. Yeah. Think of all the tabloids. They'd yeah. love it. That's, that's my blazer go- glory, is um, have being in the tabloids for one day and then forgotten about entirely. Yeah. That's how I want to go. Love it. Amazing. Who's got a thing? Um, I have a thing. And also, I was just going to give a quick update. Mm, on snappies um since tweeting out the photo of us on the page for the google listing connor bennett has now added a photo of (laughs) dave benson philip in in a phillips in a ball pit so that's on there oh good uh so that's good and google is currently reviewing your suggestion snappy tomato pizza bristol poddy it's feldhoyer's meat facery (laughs) as the name uh I, oh, I can't see if they've approved the opening date yet, but that is currently still in flux. We'll have to wait and see what goes on there. By the time the episode comes out, it may have all been approved. Go and have a look right now, listener. Yeah, go check it out. It's probably not going to be, but you know, it's happened before. So good. good. It has. We've all seen Moana, haven't we? The wonderful yes. uh, Pixar? I've not. We've all seen Moana. Yes, haven't we? we've all seen Moana. We've all seen Moana, and we Pixar. we all love Big Dwayne, don't we? The Rock. Oh, yeah, boy, Rock. We love him, and he didn't he do a great job voicing Maui? We, you know, with his song. What can I say except you're welcome? That one. Yeah, from Moana. From film. Moana, our favorite film that we've all mm. seen. I saw a tweet going round a little while ago now, and I bookmarked it at the time. Someone was doing a little bit more research into Maui after watching Moana. And there's a section on Wikipedia about Maui's death that's particularly interesting. So I decided to bring that as my thing so we could talk about it just a little bit. So a bit of context about who Maui is, even though we're all big fans of Moana and we've seen it and we know what his deal is. Maui... Is the, and then it says in brackets, Maui is the great culture hero and trickster in Polynesian mythology. Very rarely was Maui actually worshipped, being less of a deity and more of a folk hero. His origins vary from culture to culture, but many of his main exploits remain relatively similar. Tales of Maui's exploits and adventures are told throughout most of Polynesia. They can be tracked, uh, traced back sorry, as far, uh, as far west as islands off New Guinea. Some exploits common to most Polynesian traditions are stealing fire for humans from the underworld, fishing up islands with his magical hook, and capturing the sun to lengthen the days. There is a great deal of variation in the representations of Maui from nation to nation, from being a handsome young man to being an old, wise, wandering priest. Although Maui was said to be very rascally, or (laughs) kolohe, I think, 
Many of his deeds were to better the lives of his fellow people. He was respected throughout most cultures of the Pacific and is still famous to this day. So, to recap, Maui created Hawaii, he stole fire from the underworld, he made birds that were previously invisible visible. So before Maui, there were birds, but no one could see them. (laughs) He tamed the sun. I know. He tamed the sun, and he once pulled up a giant fish that would become the North Island of New Zealand. But we're going to talk about his death. So this is also from Wikipedia. His last trick, which led to his death, involved the goddess Hine Nui Tepo, I think. In In an attempt to make mankind immortal, he changed into a worm and Maui entered her vagina, intending to leave through her mouth while she slept. Okay. But he was crushed by the obsidian teeth in her vagina and he died. Right. That's how the legend of Maui ends. Voiced (laughs) brilliantly by Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the Moana film. It was a deleted scene. It's on the (laughs) Blu-ray. You have to go and have to spend more for that bit. So there's frustratingly little context to that death. So I looked into it a little bit further and I found, I'll say it right now, a very, yes, a very abridged and truncated version of events. And also I want to stress that I am not trying to make light of several people's mythology, uh, but I just want to share this fascinating end to a folk hero with you. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I went to aminoapps.com forward slash C forward slash mythology to learn more, which is where we all go to learn more about mythology. (laughs) Yeah. And it says, because of a mistake during his blessing by his parents, like Achilles, he was only partially immortal. And so, in his infinite wisdom, decided to not only get immortality for himself, sorry, but for humans as well. But the only way was to enter enter the goddess of death, Hine Nui Tepo, through her vagina and out her mouth. The reversal of birth. See? So it's immortal, right? Yeah, that's how babies happen. You you eat a baby and then you give birth to it. That's how babies are born. That is what I understand. Yeah. That is what I understand. With his friends, the forest animals, and specifically the birds, it says he (laughs) shapeshifted into a worm. Well, they owe him, don't they? They do. Yeah. They were being ignored all these years and they didn't understand why. After telling all of the animals to not make a noise, he then began to enter Hine Nui Tepo through her vagina. The Piwa... Hang on. The Piwakawaka, the native fantail species, this is a bird that he's made visible, began to twitter and make noise, awaking the sleeping goddess, and instantly she squished the worm with her thighs, causing Maui's death and the death, it says, of all humans, which doesn't seem right, but that is what it says there. No, I don't think in that moment, but I think she, it sealed the fate of Oh, the of fate of them to not have, yeah. yeah, not be immortal. Okay, that makes a bit more sense. But there we are, a little bit of a tidbit of what happened to everyone's favourite demigod from everyone's favourite Pixar animated movie, Moana. He got killed in a, vag- a giant vagina. <laughs> well, if you're going to go somehow, you know, go doing what you love, I guess. Right. Um makes a wonderful basis for a children's film as well, I think. It does. It does. I yeah. can't wait for Moana 2. <laughs> yeah. Moana harder. Oh. <laughs> it's oh weird. I nearly brought along a thing today uh, about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. 
Did you? Um, we could have had a yeah. double bill, a double. We would have, but I'm going. I was going to. I'm going to do it next week instead. I was trying to verify whether I was reading what what I was reading was actually true because it just sound ma- sounded made up. But it is okay. true, and I will bring it next week. Oh, amazing! Uh, I can't corner. wait. Moana get immortality for the humans. Sorry, this has right. been in my head for like last minute. I need to get it out. It yeah. would be a double bill. It would be a rubble bill. It's the rock. Okay. Um, oh, I see. A thanks, Bill. Thanks. I can't believe you interrupted my bad joke for your bad joke. <laughs> I had to get it out, Ben. Go on, what's yours? No, I did it already. Oh, sorry. It was so oh, bad it, it. Does, it doesn't bear repeating. It's done. Oh, oh. oh, sorry. It got so swept up in my own that I discredited yours. I'm sorry, Ben. No, it's I'm all right. Sorry. No, it deserved to be discredited. Peter, do you have another? Do you want? Do you want to hop in on this? Um, this Dwayne uh, train. What was the name of uh, the bird that ma- that was like making a noise? Uh, it was, of course, the piwaka waka. Uh, t- p- p- no, wants, I, t- I can't. Who wants to hear a I'm joke? Tr- p- I'm trying. Piwaka. No, okay. Piwaka waka. Bit of Muppets p- uh, humor. Piwaka, but loaded. Hang on, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. Ready? mm-hmm. P- Piwaka waka these nuts all over your face. Oh, got, got him. him. <laughs> yeah. That's Sick. Good. Excellent. Just pleased with that. Well, I think that was a resounding success for that thing. Well done, me. Uh, question? Question. Thank you, Ben. Yes, please. Um, oh, my God. My, my computer's... Oh, hello. Okay, wow. <laughs> it just tried to switch to the document where my questions were, and it was like, hmm, mm. I don't know gonna do the scary loading ring animation on your cursor just just to really make you make you terrified um got questions here uh one from lexi at simply lexi one on twitter who says in what fictional world would you like to live or go on a vacation hmm. Ooh, okay Oh, oh, that's a good one, isn't it? We've done, we've done. A, I think we've been asked this about where would you time travel to, or you know, things like that. But I don't know if we've done this. Um, you can go just just for a trip, or you can go there to live forever. <sighs> fictional worlds. Problem is, by definition, most fictional worlds have some kind of high stakes conflict going on. I yeah. guess oh. not all of them, um, but most of them do. Mm-hmm. I guess if you wanted a really chill time where you're going to be in relative paradise, you would maybe have to pick um, perhaps like something aimed at very young children, but not too young because then it's kind of creepy because there's all, mm. you know, the sort of weird, happy, anthropomorphic, strange creatures running around or whatever. Like <laughs> I would hate to live in Teletubby land, for example. You know, there's not, yeah. there aren't a lot of issues there. You know, mostly it's just new, new ate the tubby toast again. But you have to live with Teletubbies, so that's pretty bad. Nice. Um, but maybe um, I'd quite like to live somewhere in to sort of go back to our nice time building dens in our grandparents' gardens. Mm-hmm. Or maybe live in a kind of a, an Enid Blyton world Ooh. where all you really have to worry about is whether you're going to be home in time for tea. Um, or possibly, you know, the the smugglers at Smuggler's Cove or something like that. But for the most part, you, you're going to be all right. You're going to have a nice time. Or you could maybe take it slightly more idyllic from there, slightly lower stakes 
even lower stakes if you lived in like um say like like Beatrix Potter world or something where even I mean that's what even... if James Corden is there oh no not oh, that no. one not the modern one <laughs> the the sort of hand drawn animated one I think uh, okay. or the books but then even then you know you've got big scary fox boys running around who are going to eat you so perhaps that's not the place to live either um but something like that I think yeah very pleasant way. You sit in a field and you eat jam sandwiches every exactly. day. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> pro- it would probably drive you mad after a while, but, you know, at least temporarily. It would be a nice little holiday. Yeah, for, for a, little, a little short break. Why not? I'm erring towards... Is the first one that came to me, and it's it's the only one that's stuck. But um, what, what, The universe of Wallace and Gromit, but in particular during a grand day out... Um, because Wallace and Gromit gets a bit too like the the mild peril is no longer mild by as the films go on. Yeah. But in a grand day out, all of the dangers it's it's situated on the moon, and I just think, I mean, the, the world they live in, they've got crack, they've got good crackers and they've got good cheese. I'm happy with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think it'd be quite fun to live near a wacky inventor who's built a rocket ship. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and just see what the fallout is for that in the in the village as as news reports flood in the next day of local bald man's garden opening up and spitting out a rocket, and it'd be quite fun to just sit back and watch that. And yeah, because just... even if you do go to the moon, if you find yourself, you know, if if your wish gets corrupted by your genie and you get sent to the moon rather than West Wallaby Street, like they can breathe up there. Mm-hmm. The moon yeah. rock actually looks kind of tasty like mm-hmm. the cheese the moon cheese yeah. looks really delicious uh they they looked like they were doing all right to be honest i know the the i know that cooker looked slightly threatening but he just wanted to go home really he did oh, he wanted to go skiing i've never been more terrified as i was when that cooker starts waving angrily after them and coming down the hill even though he's just <laughs> trying to get the, with the music as well oh yeah. yeah, it's really oh, scary. Mm-hmm. It's just that image of it holding the truncheon as well. It's oh, I don't know. It is a really horrible scene. Yeah, yeah the truncheon's pretty yeah. bad actually. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, on Earth in the Wallace and Gromit world would be nice. <laughs> yeah, Wallace and Gromit Wallace adjacent. And Gromit adjacent. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Um, well, if there wasn't an inherent threat of danger. And I couldn't die. Maybe like Wreck It Ralph Land, where you're just walking oh, yeah. around and you can see all these all this cool stuff going on. You know, that's yeah. a good shout. I That'd like be that. Be pretty cool. Alternatively, uh, Hobbiton from Lord of the Rings, which of course oh, doesn't, yeah. doesn't oh, yeah. actually exist in real life in any sense. So, uh, yeah, completely fictional, and you cannot visit it. So, just something like that. But that as an actual alive bustling place where everyone's just the most danger they face is just people just petty and fighting but at the end of the day mm. everyone gets pissed together and eats too much food mm-hmm. and listens <sighs> to good music delightful. you know and that sounds sounds kind of nice doesn't it well cuz even like in the Hob- in the lord of the rings films it never really went south at hobbiton i know everything else but you know it was pretty spooky elsewhere with all your ring wraiths riding around and stuff but like i think the this closest thing that happened there is one of the ring wraiths went to like a nearby yeah one of the like it asks one of them for like directions doesn't it or whatever the hell they're called yeah but that's basically it 
you know i think they the hobbits just have a great time for the entire trilogy they don't even they know do. what's going on elsewhere they're so sheltered yeah i'd love to be there hmm. that'd be a yeah. fun resort to set up where you just you arrive and it's all built up like hobbiton they take your shoes off you hand you a a cask of mead and some. They hand you and... some Crocs, but they're flesh-coloured <laughs> and they have furry <laughs> toes. Brilliant. All inclusive, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, Wonderful. Uh, well, it's time for a thing. I. It's my. It is my go. So I it will is. present my thing. I come with a landmark piece of local journalism. Um, this is from uh, the Mirror. And the headline oh, reads, we've "I'd actually be able to." The mirror. <laughs> it's Eris, clearly the epicenter of all culture of Britain. Uh, the headline for this article reads, "Woman keeps smiling potato in the freezer for five years because it looks, quote unquote, friendly." Oh no! A woman. <laughs> it's the carb-based side dish to meat face. <laughs> potato face. Oh. Just a, just one one potato smiley to share. It's where all the it's where they come from, the potato smileys. This is the mothership, the hive oh. mind. Yeah, this is another contender for the uh, the face, the face, the, oh, the friendly friendly face alliance. Oh god, I had a had a word there, but I've lost it. Oh well, it's another it's another item of food with a face on it. The friendly it's, facery, friendly facery. That's it. Thank you. There we go. That's good. That's a good brand name, actually. <laughs> it's just oh, all foods, but with faces on it. Every every food. Anyway, anyway. Uh, I'm a big fan of this person's name. Laurie Bricks, good strong name, Mm. has been keeping a friendly potato in her freezer for five years after she refused to cook cook with it because the spud looks as though it's smiling at her. Mm. I I am going to very quickly send a picture of the spud in question and I'll describe it for you at home. Um, If if you... (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a potato smiley, not a potato with a smiley face on it. Oh, no. no this I is... knew, yeah, I'd, I'd worked out that it was a oh, potato, shit. but didn't think it would look like that. That does not look friendly. No, it's, it's, oh, it is quite horrifying. It, it reminds me quite vividly of Fungus the Bogeyman in a lot of ways. It's, um, <laughs> it's a lovely round potato, I must say, um, with two perfectly circular eyes and then just a, a little kind of dot for the nose and a really evil-looking, mild grin. Uh, you can kind of picture what a potato with a face looks like. <laughs> the, the article continues. The potato features clearly defined eyes, nostrils, and a smiling mouth. And Laurie and her husband, Michael Bricks, have, have even decided to name the cheery carb Pete. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. And after sparing the spud, Laurie and Michael also threw together an impromptu photo shoot featuring pictures of Pete reclining in a chair, sitting at a dinner table and watching TV. You got those photos uh, for us, Michael? Unfortunately, I don't have them. I did have to do a oh. quick search for them. They must be out there somewhere. I can't believe they're not included in the article. Oh. Ben, maybe or someone, if maybe you could have a, have a hunt for those. I'm going to give you the article just as source material. Sure. I'd love to see those. I'm giving you some work. Uh, five years later, 51-year-old Laurie recently unearthed Pete from his chilly new home and found the potato is now sporting new additions, nope. uh, including an ice beard and sprout feet. And five years on, Pete is looking... Just absolutely abhorrent and really oh, needs to be put out of his misery. Five years. 
Uh, it's 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 not even it doesn't even resemble the smiley potato he once was at this point. He's 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 dishevelled, discoloured, and yeah, riddled with ice. Is it worth it? I mean, I know I guess you know he doesn't take up much room, so it's not like a massive inconvenience. But who who sees that sitting in the bottom of the freezer drawer? Like, oh yeah, that's that smiley potato that I kept, and thinks, <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, gonna gonna leave that in there another year. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that there. Surely yeah. at that point they've got the use out of it. They've had the photo shoot. Um, he's not, mm. not not the the beautiful young man he once was. Uh, but Laurie from Parker, Colorado, US, has said she won't be chucking the spud away anytime soon, as she wants to keep Pete for another five years so that she can do another photo shoot that will mark a decade since she found her. I wish I had what these kind the of long-term hell? goals. <laughs> she, she said, I found him five years ago in a bag of potatoes from the supermarket. I was pulling them out to make hash browns for breakfast and spotted his little face smiling back at me. <laughs> I couldn't turn him into a hash brown because he was just so friendly looking. He just made me laugh so hard. I couldn't throw him away or eat him. I remember thinking it would be a shame to get rid of him. (laughs) This is a line of the article. I named him Pete because I thought he just looked like a Pete. (laughs) Fantastic. I'm going to say it. Laurie Bricks is fucking insane. (laughs) The husband's going along with this as well. So this is, this, is, this is the perfect couple. Yeah. Uh, it might have been a couple of glasses of wine later on that evening that inspired me to do the photo shoot. I just thought we've got to take some pictures of him and I wanted to make them exciting. I had a childhood dollhouse with some cute furniture and I used them. I really need these pictures. Where I are can't, they? Mirror? I can't find them. There's, there's oh, a few places them that have... The article. Yeah, she might have just said that she did it. I don't know why they haven't gone anywhere. All I can find are a couple of other reposts of this story, including one that appears to have been translated into a different language and then back into English. Oh, good. Uh, oh, Laurie got the idea to keep the potatoes in the fridge from Laurie's sister. Laurie also did a photo shoot with these potatoes. Laurie, 51, was reminded of Pete the other day. Laurie immediately pulls him out and prepares for the next photo shoot. Pete is still sitting there with that smiling face. Pete has a beard and legs. Also watch, an uncontrolled Laurie crashed into a house. Oh, was it was it Laurie Bricks? <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. Uh, oh, that's good, that's good. They're all using the same photos, though. I can't find it. Oh, that's a shame. I can't find it. Right, after after we're done recording, I'll, I'll see if I can find them and chuck okay. them in the thread because okay. so, they've been talked up so much they have to exist. Uh, oh, but the, 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 it turns out it's not just Laurie and Michael who are a bit um, different. Also, the rest of the family encouraged this act. What? I got the idea to freeze him from my sister. She had a cake with a celebrity on it from when she was young, and she froze that and took it everywhere we went because she loved it so much. I was like, I could freeze him. Took it everywhere we went. Good grief. (laughs) Oh, we've forgotten the George Michael cake. Put him in his his little (laughs) icebox. Bring him out. Oh, dear. After remembering Pete was in cold storage last month, Laurie decided to throw a second photo shoot in which she gave the potato a tiny Stetson. Sorry, what's a Stetson? Cowboy hat. Yeah, Stetson. Oh, is that what they're called? Oh, yeah. Oh, cute. We gave him a tiny Stetson and set him up so he looked as though he was fishing in a puddle. (laughs) She added, I wanted to check on him and he's doing great. Is he? 
Is he? Okay. He's still smiling and is still happy. <laughs> He's got some frosting around the chin. He's aging well. He's also grown some little feet. I think those are sprouts. He looks like he's got a little winkle. He's got little winkle picker shoes on. <laughs> the whimsical language in this article. I, oh, yeah. Winkle picker shoes for reference are pointy shoes. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm surprised that potatoes will sprout new little potato buds when um, they're in a freezer. That's mm. news to me. Yeah, Hardy. Pizza fighter. Uh, I took more photos and then put him back in the freezer. I'll get him out in five years' time to mark a decade of him being with us. Laurie has since shared some photos from the shoot on social media and has racked up more than 2,000 likes, shares, and comments on her posts. They are out there. She said, I didn't realise how happy he was going to make people. I think everybody needs something silly right now, and I think it hit the spot with everyone. People were saying it had made their day, and that made me happy. And delighted social media users were thrilled by the snaps. One person said, Just knowing there are people out in the world who do this makes my heart happy. While another added, This is kind of weird. Thank you for this true blessing. And that's <laughs> that's the tale of Pete. Incredible. And what a tale. Fantastic. Destined to spend the rest of his life in a cool chamber, never seeing natural daylight until he's forced out of retirement and made to put on little outfits and pose like he's fishing. What a nightmarish existence oh, for this poor man. Poor what if, heaven potato. forbid, something horrible happens to the the Bricks family and he's forgotten about and he's left in the freezer for forever? Oh, oh no. Don't even say that. <laughs> Imagine being like the next family that move in. You find the the potato in the freezer. Would you even acknowledge it had a face? We just go. Oh, what's that doing I'd, in there? Let's put it in the bin. I'd sell it. I'd sell the house. <laughs> yeah. Move out. Fuck yeah. Freezer's yeah, haunted. That's it. <laughs> this place is, is is haunted by poor Pete. Oh yes, that's <laughs> that's my thing. What a delight. Wonderful. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Mikey. You're welcome. Um. I've got a final question here. Um, it might be a short one, if my answer is to, to anything to go by. Tommy the Wank Engine at Triggly Sir IT says, "Do you all have any allergies? And if so, have you had any bad allergic reactions?" Uh, I don't have any allergies, as far as I'm aware. I've got—I mean, I've got hay fever, which I think technically is, you know, a, an allergic reaction to pollen. But I don't have any, you know, interesting ones. I don't have any allergies either. <laughs> I did used to be a bit allergic to orange juice, at least, as a kid. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know if I was actually allergic to it, but whenever I drank... Sunny D was the main offender, which is maybe more speaks to the chemicals in that drink than anything else. But um, <laughs> it would... Just whenever I drank it, I'd break out in hives. Oh, um, no. Jesus. I kept trying it again and again as a kid, and every time it just, it just fought back. And then you know, years later, I thought... Maybe now's the time. Maybe now I can enjoy Sunny D. And it was fine. I had no reaction. Never had yeah. a reaction since. Not yeah. that I regularly drink it, but that's, 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 that's a transformation story for you. You too can overcome your, your inability to process certain things. Excellent. Amazing. Um, allergies, Ben? Nope. <laughs> no allergies. Uh, I, I can't use fairy washing up liquid because it Ooh, really right. irritates the skin on my hands. So I have to use, not that I have an issue with this because it's cheaper, I have to use supermarket's own because it's diluted oh, wow. and it's not as strong. But I wouldn't say that's an allergic reaction necessarily, but it really, uh, yeah, really, really yeah, hurts I don't my know. Hands. I don't know what counts as allergies or not, but um, I, 
I have to use non-biological washing powder. If I uh, if I wash anything in bio, I get a bit itchy. But I mean, literally just a bit itchy. I don't I don't get like hives or anything. But uh, the worst thing is. If, if it's just like some clothes that I'm wearing for the day, then I'll be a bit uncomfortable for the day. But if I, if I'm some, if I'm staying somewhere for a week or whatever, and they've used bio washing powder on their bedding, and I've got to sleep in it for like five nights, that's mm. not, that's not good. No. But uh, yeah, wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> no is basically the answer. To, <laughs> no, it's Tommy. No, we're all. No, we don't. Healthy as fuck. Yeah, yes, we. Yeah. Well, um, is that everything yeah, then? Yeah, that's it. Excellent. Thank you so much for sending in your questions, everybody, and uh, thank you, boys, for your things. Uh, Michael, You're welcome. Hello. Is there a store? Oh my God, is there? And ladies and gentlemen, I would like to formally announce, although we've always heard this elsewhere at this point. There is new merch on this very store that oh has the address of store.yogscast.com. Um, if you head over there right now, you'll find, as well as the classic collection of Vidius, Vidius hits, all the finest... Vidius. Vidius hits. Um, you'll find a new, delightful, is a word of describing it, shirt, uh, depicting everyone's favourite Vidius moment where Ben said it is beans time during the worst cooking ever video. <laughs> it you is. Can go buy that now, chuck it in your basket, maybe treat yourself to something else as well. The mug, the mug would go great with your beans time t-shirt. May I, may I recommend that pairing? Um, yeah, go check it out. Give it a look. Give it a buy. Wear it on your body and get lots of compliments, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That's store.yogscast.com. Fantastic. Go and have a look. Fantastic. It's... Uh excellent it's uh it's an excellent mikey original artwork it's really good stuff Most certainly i toiled is. for that over that thing for hours so <laughs> please buy one <laughs> that's my sales pitch go and get it now uh we're also available on youtube twitter facebook all.com forward slash bit.ly forward slash vidiots official discord if you want to Go say hello to some people on there. Twitch.tv forward slash vidiots official as well. And remember, streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations. Donate three pounds there, three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show and join Pod Squad. Mikey, kick us off once more, please. Dildo Shaggins. Can't shack it. Caroline, the fish are dead. That was relevant, eh? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> Bring a bucket and a mop for this. Wet ass blobby. Steven Scordes, pro trainer, and did you eat those plops? I've just realised, I think you were right that bring a bucket and a mop for this wet-ass blobby are three that all go together, but it works the other way. Caroline, the fish are dead, bring a bucket and a mop for this. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, Anyway, Kevin from Con, Mr. Blobby becomes an MP, Mr. Black. Fuck you, Freddie Webber. Sorry, Freddie Weber, Mr. Macca. Sir, Sir Pentico, was it? Sir Pentico. Sir Pentico is in my boy stable. Uh, Don Ako 7, Prince Beefcakes, and Ken Allen, Mr. Fatty team up when? God, the way you say that makes it sound like there's another one. Well, it's because I know that you're going to lead on, so I don't want to say, and Ken Allen, Mr. Fatty team up when? As though that's the end of all of the things you're right so i i inflect upwards so that you can 
then pick it up. Okay, I'm ready. Can you cue me in again? I'm ready now. Yep. Uh, And Ken Allen, Mr. Fatty, team up when... Caroline for Meatfacery CEO. Donate early to get fast crew. Your mama so fat, finish pulls. Being witty is hard, so boobs. Mr. Blobby marries Caroline. Caroline Blobby get divorced. Shouldn't donate pissed. One-on-one with the piss taker and Gemma the stove. (laughs) Stove? Yeah. Mm, anyone? No, that's, that's it. it. That's the, the end. end. Uh, thank you so much, all of you, for supporting us and joining the pod squad for this week. Three pounds or more. Streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donations. Well, mm. I suppose what we should ask now is what's out on vidiots this week? Um, so we have got coming out this week Prove It, Passepartout, the Starving Artist live action challenge. Um, Creating Our Citizen Kane, you're in the movies. Oh, nice. Memory cards for June 25th, Day of the Tentacle, Nine Nintendo Power, <laughs> and Banjo Kazooie. Nineteen, though. Nine. <laughs> nine. Uh, Poddy, it's episode nine. Uh, Devastated. Post some tap number 19. Miley's biggest fans. Mm-hmm. Worst games ever, game selection for the 28th of June. That's today at time of recording. How exciting. Happy anniversary, that video. Uh, worst games ever, Shrek Treasure Hunt. Then Vidiot's channel update. But that's oh. Worst Games Ever Now Weekly. So oh, that was the good update. that was the, yeah. the good one. Yeah. Um, WarioWare on steroids, hyphen bishy bashy special. The, uh, a troubling start, Vanilla Minecraft Episode 1. Oh, fuck oh. it. We're doing a Minecraft um, series. We're doing a Minecraft series. Post some tap number 20, Billy Ray Balrus. Um, and finally, this week, Noob versus Pro Quake 3 Arena Challenge. That went oh. well, didn't it, Mikey? I don't like to talk about that video. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What a, what a week. What an incredible week. Hey, uh, Mikey, where you at? At Parrot Boy on Twitter, best place to keep up with all my comings and goings. Sometimes stream on Twitch. Hopefully, get back to that soon. Uh, go check it out. Cheers, Peter. Where are we? We are at Team Triple Jump as a twosome, um, but also with other people such as our co-presenter Ashton and some excellent writers and editors. Uh, but we are also separate on the internet at Confused underscore Dude and at that Peter Austin on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram. Uh, come and come and have a look at us as individuals and as a team. Did you see the uh, the image I put in the chat? Both oh fantastic. no, I didn't. I was too busy reading. I saw it come. I saw the alert. It's quite distracting. <laughs> oh wow! Bloody brilliant! <laughs> I'm just looking through their Facebook page. There's one photo of a really badly photoshopped slice of pizza going into a hippo's mouth, advertising their large meal deal, uh, which nice. has ten likes. And then there's a brilliant one. For the Her Majesty's celebrating seventy years of Her Majesty's loyal and devoted service to our country, hip hip hooray! Snappy delivers for your street or garden party. Celebrate with our huge twenty-four inch beast party pizza. Feeds ten to twelve. So good. I like that the hippo image has a watermark on it that says copyright www.hickerphoto.com. I didn't see that. My favourite thing about the hippo photo is the fact it's it's a slice of pizza from a clearly circular pizza. Not snappy straight tilted mark square pizza. True. I just feel like I need to add these these photos now. Share 
share it. Yeah, stick them in the yeah. thread for sure. Um, Let the world see. Open original. There we are. Copy that hippo eating a really good slice of pizza. Yum, yum. I think Her Majesty had a, um, a Snappies <laughs> on, on Jubilee Day. She does live in a big square house, doesn't she? She's she a really big yeah. square house with little square bits around the outside. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, what are we doing? Uh, why not leave us an iTunes review, a five-star review, please, or a review slash rating on your platform of choice. It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Do we have a final question before we back off? Anyone got any interesting allergies? Better answer yeah. than us? <laughs> that seems to be the go-to final question now. It's just yeah. pick the the worst question that we answered today and <laughs> give do us it. better answers. Do better than answers. us, do better than us please. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Go buy yourself a It Is Beans Time shirt, and Do we it. will catch you all very soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.